Mine is a story of a man who eventually succumbed to God knocking on his door. When I first met with God, it was a bit of a shock, possibly for both of us, because I didn't think God bothered with people like me. I was stubborn and opinionated and certainly self-sufficient. The purpose of this story is to give people hope. It is not the tale of a gangster or a violent man. I didn't do a life sentence or commit a horrendous crime, and I wasn't a military hero. In that respect, it is not a dramatic story. But for that very reason, there may be many readers who can identify with my experiences, especially from my early years. The word sin may seem old-fashioned, but one definition is to miss the mark, and that's what I did. Much of my early life is embarrassing and makes me feel ashamed. Some of the stories may be difficult to read, but it is the truth as I remember it. I have therefore changed some people's names in order to give them some privacy. A good friend of mine who works for a charity dealing with dysfunctional kids from inner-city estates told me how on a train heading out to the country one teenage girl in the group was staring out of the window. Asked if she was okay, she turned to him and responded, I didn't know my eyes could see this far. Without hope and vision, our faces, our attitudes and our self-esteem start to turn downwards, when really they should be looking upwards towards new horizons. So when your mum reinforces a negative stereotype of your dad, screaming at him that a cowardly man will never achieve anything, and the only thing they are good at is drinking, fighting, womanising and being in debt, as a child you believe you are no better. And when your father belittles your mother and spends his time chasing women and drinking, then you assume that's what men do. Words are powerful, given and received at any age. And what I've come to understand is, if teachers, parents, peers, friends or family speak negatively into our lives, then those words can stick. Seeds of self-doubt start to take root and grow making us believe we are nothing more than useless, slowly knocking out any hope we might have had. I have learned that this type of upbringing has a profound effect on your brain, as a single word has the power to influence the expression of genes that regulate physical and emotional stress. In the first half of my life, my parents and their friends furnished me with a mindset that justified the direction my life was taking. If you are not careful, it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. I wasn't careful. The words and scripture spoken and revealed to me in the second part of my life, after my conversion, made the hairs on my arms stand up and brought a tear to my eye. They were powerful, dynamic, poetic, inspiring, romantic and challenging. But mostly, they were encouraging. This is the story of my fall and my redemption, my journey of discovery, and an insight into how I got the help I needed when I missed the mark. In the words of John O'Donoghue, you can suffer from a desperate hunger to be loved. You can search long years in lonely places, far outside yourself, yet the whole time this love is but a few inches away from you. It is at the edge of your soul but you have been blind to its presence. 
we must remain attentive in order to be able to receive it. I therefore encourage you, whatever your start in life, or whatever troubles you are facing today, to remain attentive. Take a real hard look at yourself and ask the question, is my plan the only way, or could God be offering me something better? If, like me, you have fallen down in the first half of your life, you have a chance to get up in the second half. You can, with the help of God and a loving, supportive group of people, be literally reshaped and transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12, verse 2 It is such an exciting journey. Trust me, I'm still on it.